Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Deck. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked and loaded, ready to go. We're exhausted, but we're here. Mike, we got a lot of stuff to go over today. We got Ring of Honor final battle. We've got NXT deadline. We got some Ring of Honor news. We got some uh, maybe potential headline-worthy New Japan news. Um, we've got the Harbaugh question that you know we talked about last week that we're going to bring up, and we're going to be talking some Lions and your quarterback JG sixteen Jared Goff. So we got a lot of stuff to go over today. Mike. I don't like how excited you are about that. That's true. I'm not really, but okay. you know, I got to sell it. Okay. Don't 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 ruin it. Because I'm not excited. There's there's somebody potentially listening to this episode right now and is like, man, that guy's got some exciting things to talk about, Jared Goff, and he's gonna tune in for the whole episode and he's gonna be like, I was anticlimactic, but it's <laughs> fine. We're just gonna shit on it. For ten <laughs> um, sure. But Mike, let's get into it first. Let's talk NXT deadline. So full disclosure, I did not watch either one of these shows. Um, I was at a WWE live event, which was uh, which was a fun time, kind of a last minute thing. So. Mm-hmm. I texted Mike yesterday and went, hey, so uh, you're going to have to carry this uh, wrestling segment today because uh, I don't know what the heck going on. I've got the highlights. I saw, like I said, I saw the over, I know the results. I saw highlights, but I just didn't watch the intricacies of every single match. You're not going to get that prototypical move by move breakdown that I'm so famous for. So, um, you won't get it from me either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Today's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode as we kind of wind into the holidays here. But all things considered, let's talk, um, let's talk NXT deadline. First question, Mike. Before we get to the uh, let's, what's the first match? I think it's one of those the, the, the women's the Iron, Iron Survivor. Survivor. Okay, thoughts on the premise of the match itself? Because, like I said, I I saw highlights, so I didn't get to like get the full experience. I guess is the mm-hmm. best way of putting it for the match. Did you think the match worked? Did you think that this is something that they can go back to? Because they never really went back to like the championship scramble that we talked about mm. um, from like two thousand eight. Do you think this is something that they can t- potentially viably use going forward in NXT? Like, this is one of their events. It's like, hey, deadline at the end of the year, you know, this sets up stuff going forward into WrestleMania season for them. Yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing this yeah. as a yearly thing. Wasn't convoluted enough not, for you? Not really. Especially okay. the men's one really, yeah. I think, shined through okay. um, and worked pretty well. The women's yeah. one, I think, was like... Well, not nearly as good, but also I don't think they had like they're not people. nearly as polished yeah. either. It's hard, and yeah. you don't if you don't have characters. I think the men's one had more guys that you at least can like. Okay, like I'm with you. I I think a main roster one of this would be really fun if yeah. you put like Rollins and uh, Rollins and Rollins and Rollins and Rollins in there. <laughs> it's like, so Rollins. And Rollins <laughs> I was like Rollins. I was like let me think of other guys who are on the main roster that yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rollins all the way. Um, but if you put if you you could do a really fun main roster one. Mm-hmm. Um with this idea but okay so women's one we have um roxanne perez cora jade indy hartwell keanu james zoe stark uh roxanne perez wins by receiving the last two falls Mm. so um zoe stark uh actually beats roxanne perez early on in the match in the nine minute mark uh to get a point uh, Cora Jade scores a point by beating Kiana James. Indy Hartwell gets a point by beating Roxette Perez. She she takes two falls Yikes. through this. But at the end, in the 18-37 minute mark and the 23 minute mark, she pins Zoe Stark and Cora Jade, and she wins two to one to one to one to zero <laughs> to win this match. This yeah. match got a 7.69 out of 10. There you go. Um, so uh, rated pretty high. I thought it was like, again, it was, it was one of those where I think the thing I like about it is – it's interesting the entire way through. We yes. talked about how the everything war, matters. Yeah, like the yeah. War Games one, it's like you can right. usually skip the first 20 minutes. This one, I'm like, okay, these yeah. first two people, they're going hard to try to get that early fall. Right. To like – right, Yeah, yeah. and Zoe Stark gets a first fall within the first uh, within the first person. It was like the three-way portion when she got the first fall. But it's very important to get that fall because once all five are in, it's like it's a lot harder to yeah. – isolate someone to right. get that fall so right. good for Baraksan Perez she takes the first two falls early mm-hmm. or loses two falls early but able to come through get the last two to win the match yeah. um, overall I was think it's a pretty solid match I but. think she's going to be the one to take it away from Mandy Rose too by the way mm-hmm. you know she's former Ring of Honor champion right she's young you know she's somebody that I think they're definitely looking at to kind of build I don't even think she's 25 yet um, so I think she's definitely somebody that they're looking at long term as like not only for NXT but for main roster in the in the coming years, right? She has a good run here, goes to the main roster. She reminds me so much of a Bailey type character where it's gonna be very hard for people not to like her, mm-hmm. right? Until they force her down her throats like they did with Bailey. But all things considered, 
they did a, they're doing a really nice job with her and Cora Jade kind of coming up as rivals together. Very similar to kind of what they did with like the Sasha and the Baileys of the world, right? Yep. Where it's like, hey, let's put these couple on a pedestal. Be like, not yet, but it's coming, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna have this long overarching thing, barring you know injuries and such. So good for her. Yep. Next up, we had uh, Isla Dawn taking out Alba Fry. Uh, this match was short and weird and then the finish was one of your supernatural oh god finishes so basically alba fry was about to get the pin yeah and then all of a sudden the referee started puking up black goo great seems about right yep yeah and then um as uh alba fry's like what is going on isabel don gets the pin Sure. Because she forced the black goo to come out, so it would stop the referee count so she could win. It's the only time in wrestling where you just go, it, you, ju- you you have to suspend belief in wrestling. But there are times where you go, you're really just making it hard for me to be like, okay. You yes. know what I mean? It's the Bray Wyatt kid singing at the door of the steel cage mm-hmm. where you're like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, what, what is this? Because it never gets followed up upon. It's like, yeah. that was crazy. Next. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, we didn't yeah. have a finish, so we're going to do something stupid. Uh-huh. Meh. Whatever. Next. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, next match. One that we didn't talk about. Yeah. Obviously, means a lot. Yeah. We had uh, Pretty Deadly defending their titles against The New Day. Well, we didn't get in. the match didn't get announced yeah, last week. It, yeah, until yeah. Tuesday, so we didn't know. Right. But uh, New Day ended up winning this yeah, match. At I our saw NXT. that. And now Kofi Kingston holds the record for most. Tag individual ever. tag titles won That's at like crazy. 15 i think it was yeah or i think something. he beat billy gunn yeah billy gunn's been, i mean shit billy gunn had so many but i think he's at 15 yeah. i think that's i mean when now. you think about the amount of times kofi kings has been attacked i mean he was tag chance with cm hunk r-truth evan Bourne. he's got a gajillion with the, the new, new day, day general um shit that that's wild to me that he's got yeah. that many but but Crazy. so, and this is this is one of those where I think literally when we talked about the show last yeah. week, and I was like, try to get someone yes. from the main you, roster you nailed that. to yes. win these titles. So now when you go, oh, New Day versus Creed Brothers, I'm like, tune okay. in, yeah. I'm in because but, I know I know both at least one of yeah, the two, no, no. if not both. And then to add to that though, right? Because I think you were spot on with that evaluation early on. But now you have arguably. I'm going to say the second best because I think the Usos are the greatest tag team in WWE history at this point. But the second best tag team probably ever, which is high praise. There have been a lot of great tag teams over the years in WWE. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago now. But So the New Day is super high up there. They're top five. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. And now they are the NXT tag champs. What does that mean for the team that beats them? Yeah. What kind of what kind of stroke, what kind of clout does that provide that team to make that team? Whether it's Pretty Deadly or whether it's the Creed Brothers or a new ta- whoever it is, wh- whoever beats the New Day for those NXT tag titles, barring obviously like the Usos doing it or something weird, you know, yeah. like if they're going with an NXT team, that in itself is like they just beat the New Day to win the tag titles. That is a rocket ship strapped to your ass. That, that you that, that you would not get any way else. Yeah. There's no other way to do it. So b- big ups for them on that. Yeah. So I thought that was awesome. And I'll be – at least for the next TakeOver shows, I think they announced Vengeance Show in yeah. February when yep. they usually They're traveling that. too. They're going to a big they're, – they're not – they're leaving the – Yeah, they're going to like a big venue yes. for that show too. Yes. So I think that show, if you do New Day Creed Brothers or New Day versus yep. Yep. Dusty Classic Winners yep. or whenever they're going to do that, what yep. you – I think whatever that tag match is, along with the world t- title match that you have and stuff, I think yep. it's. I think you could build up to a really good takeover show. Yes. In the upcoming shows. Agreed. Um, all right. So our co-main event here, we had the second of the uh, Iron Survivor matches. So strap mm-hmm. in because this one had a lot of stuff to go through. <laughs> so we had um, Carmelo Hayes um, beating Axiom for the first fall. Oh. Then we had Grayson Waller. I guess not first fall, but got like a point. Yeah. Um, Grayson Waller beat Axiom for a second point. Mm-hmm. Then Grayson Waller quickly beats JD McDonough, literally in four seconds, to get a second point. Okay. So Grayson Waller currently is up two to one on this at this point. Yep. Then Axiom gets the next two points by beating Grayson Waller and JD McDonough. Joe Gacy gets the next two points by beating Axiom and Carmelo Hayes. Do you see a pattern here? I think Axiom takes a lot of balls in this one. Yeah. Um. Carmelo Hayes gets a second fall to beat Grayson Waller. So right now you're looking at a two to two to two to zero for JD McDonald. JD McDonald does not get a single fall in this, by the way. Ouch. 
And the final fall comes in the last 30 seconds of the match. Grayson Waller pins Axiom to win this match 3-2-2-2-2-0. to two to two to two to zero. This match gets a 9.21 out of 10. Wow. So very highly rated match. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I thought I thought all the action. Mm-hmm. They went into the penalty. They, they were fighting like in the penalty box That's on top good. of it. Right. They're, they're like, they were going all over really the place. Really incorporated. Yeah, yeah, they incorporated yeah. a little bit of everything in this match uh, at points. And I think that uh, Grayson Waller winning... Um, he'll be challenging whoever the NXT champion is that we'll talk about yeah. in a second. Right. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, yeah. so Grayson Waller wins, uh, but really good match. And this is why I think it could be a concept that comes back. Yes. Because I think these matches were yeah. at least fun to watch. I think this is NXT, based on your description and kind of some of the stuff that I've read about, is NXT trying to put its best foot forward here, right? Like, hey, let's take five guys that for the most part we have a lot of TV time invested in, right? Um, have all have their signature wins over whoever for mm-hmm. the most part, right? Axiom is a kid in case anyone's wondering who that is. So mm-hmm. like from NXT UK, um, lots of good, lots of good storytelling here. Clearly, right with the with the ties, and you're like, you know, it's gonna come down to whoever, right? It yeah. fits the story. With it was, it was, I mean, it's it fun. Out. It's two to two to two to zero with right. like two minutes left, and, and everyone's keeping just everybody, rushing in, yeah, to... and everyone's kind of on level playing ground, right? So it's like. You really outside of McDonough, you're like, who is going to pull this out? And it, honestly, it makes sense that McDonough's not in it because he just challenged for it the last takeover. So mm-hmm. you're like, okay, we're trying to get new guys in here, trying to figure out. And Waller winning too kind of fuels that like, hey, I'm the smarter than you guy type thing. That's kind of the the shtick he's got going. So it's like it all kind of fits. So good on them. Yeah. And then last up, we had yep. the Apollo Crews challenging for the NXT title against Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker wins in 14 minutes, 33 seconds. Um, I think this match got to the point for me where I was like, man, Braun Breaker just needs to, like, leave NXT. Yeah. Not because it's, like, bad or anything. Yeah. It's just he is now running out of things to do. To do. Mm-hmm. And you're just, like, putting, all right, let's go to Apollo Crews. Let's get this yeah. guy in. Right. It's just, like, right. you can just call him up and do other stuff now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, let's just get to it. Yeah, it's gonna happen. The level well. of high level main event talent you have in NXT is very thin, and yeah. you're in, you are literally in the process of trying to make guys yeah. as you go. But the problem is, as soon as you make one, you got to feed them to Braun. Yeah. So it's like, well, that doesn't really work. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so Braun Breaker wins. Not a bad match. Got a six point seven seven out of ten. So it's yeah. like a you know average match. Yeah. Was anything crazy? Uh, you didn't think anything crazy of this match, mm-hmm. but Braun Breaker wins, and he will be. Um, Feuding with Grayson Waller coming there up we go. probably at the Vengeance Show. Good deal. All right. That's NXT Deadline. Uh, looking forward to their WrestleMania show. I'm sure they're going to have one, right? I don't know. That. I think They usually do Stand and Deliver yes. right before that. Uh, I think I think they have the Vengeance Show in between those. So okay. I don't know if, what they're going to do Good deal. That. For sure. All right. Let's move on to Ring of Honor here. Lots of stuff happening on this Ring of Honor show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get into it. All right. So we opened the shows. We had a pre-show. Had a whole bunch of matches. Yeah. No I don't one think cares. you care about any of them. No one so. cares. So, first match on the main card, we had A.R. Fox and Blake Christian teaming against Roosh and his brother, Dralistico. Yeah. Formerly known as Dragon Lee, yes. for those who are caring. Um, that's what I thought. I, I could yeah. not think of his name yeah. before this, but yes, he was I got the, you, the, the, the previous Dragon Lee. Yeah. Um, match was really good. I, I The thing that people remember out of this match the most, which is why I think it got a 5.5 out of 10 rating, was this <laughs> match. So, this match goes 10 minutes, 35 seconds. Eight minutes of it was no more, no right. more between the four guys. How good they can be in yeah. ring, and then the last probably like minute thirty to two minutes was bocce fest <laughs> and people Bad missing finish. their cues, yeah. and then a really rough pin finish where like yeah. Dralistico kicks out, but the ref counts to three anyway, and Aero right. Fox is kind of looking around like we actually win. Right. It might have been botched. and then the weird part was like Aero Fox gets up to like cheer. And then, like, kind of rolls out of the ring, and then Roosh goes, like, kind of gets in the ring, looks around for a second, goes out, and just starts beating up Air Fox for no reason, kind of. And yeah. it was like, I think he's trying to get heat back. Yeah. Because they were maybe supposed to win. I don't know if it was a They have done or nothing with Roosh since he showed up yeah. in AEW, by so, the way. I, think, I mean, I think the Ring of Honor stuff will be good for him because yeah, yeah, he'll clearly. be a big player yeah. in Ring of Honor. But mm-hmm. um, this match was very clunky at the end and the yeah. post-match stuff. But, like, the eight minutes that they wrestled – just as a normal match. I That's thought it was good. like quality yeah. opening match stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we had the Ring of Honor women's world title match. So we had Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez defending her title against Athena. And kind of shocking to me, 
maybe not really after I thought about it for a little bit, Athena gets the win, and she's the new Ring of Honor it, Women's it's, Champion. It's like the third title for their women's division, right? So it's like, let's, let's you know, we've got Jade Cargo as a TBS champ. We're really building her, right? She's not going to take the women's world title for AEW, so it's like, but let's give her something to keep her relevant. Yeah. Let's yeah, and I, I think she's really good. And yeah. I think she, I think, I think when you're talking about, like, Ring of Honor for TV, and uh, yeah, obviously absolutely. we're talking about how they probably won't be having TV, but they'll be having their own TV show. Yeah. Having former wwe yes. talent a thousand like percent. ember moon yes. being in there as the women's yep. champion is like a big name i don't think you really need it for the now the world champion's also going to be a wwe ex wwe yep. person whether mm-hmm. it's jericho or cesaro or yep. claudio whatever yeah but um having like uh, i don't know about this woman oh it's ember moon oh ember moon's here oh okay i remember her from nxt oh I oh, remember her yeah. oh okay yeah. all right I, like yeah. it, it kind of brings the yeah. name value in yes a, little a thousand bit. percent so i think i think it was, and i think mercedes martinez could go and challenge for the tbs well, title yeah and i think it's like a, oh here's a powerhouse like right. oh here yep. we go former ring of honor women's world champion blah 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 yeah. we're gonna go with it yep for sure so I, th- are... I think it works for both ways so i thought this was a really good outcome even Absolutely. though i did think mercedes martinez was gonna win i was yeah. like afterwards i was like you know what it is a it's really hard good when you with the title change like that because it's hard to make me think that you're going to win the title when there's no build to it at all mm-hmm. right so it's hard for me to be like well then why would they tie the title then there's nothing yeah why yeah right? it was like, one know? of those like so, afterwards i was like i guess you could have for sure yeah. you know but you're, you're assuming that there would be some story going into it but Maybe not. All right, next up, we had Swerve in Your Glory taking on Shane Taylor Promotions, J.D. Griffey and Shane Taylor. I think the interesting thing about this match mm-hmm. was the story they told near the end. Yeah. So in the Swerve in Your Glory, let's take you back to full gear. Yeah. Swerve in Your Glory, um, Keith Lee, yep. they kind of have the big blow-up thing. Keith Lee walks out, um, and mm-hmm. then uh, Shane Strickland loses yep. to the Acclaimed. Right. In this one... Keith Lee accidentally hit Shane Strickland with an elbow um, while the other guy ducked or whatever. So Shane leaves. Keith Lee then gets the pin and wins oh. against Shane Taylor. So now it's a very interesting, like... I can do it without you, but I can, you can't do it without me. Yeah, kind yeah. of story I feel like they're kind of right. going with. Okay. So when they eventually either break off or if they continue being a team, it's like, hey, I don't really need you. Right. And Shane's like, well, you kind of do need me. It's like... Do, Do I? I? Right. Because right. Shane's the one that pinned for the title win right. when they won that when, right. the, when they won the AEW titles way back when. So it's like oh, I won the champion. I won the championship for us. Yeah, but like I beat Shane Taylor Promotions when you walked out on me. Right. But when the when I walked out on you, the yeah. client beats. Like I think it's a very interesting yeah. turn to the story. And I think it's like the one thing you could have done to like keep. It's the only way to make me want to watch Keith Lee is a really having a really developed story like that. So when it finally does blow up and they have that match, that's going to be a really good one because you have so much invested in it, right? It's like who is it really? Who's the better one out of the two, yeah. right? And then you kind of and I wouldn't be there. shocked if they do like a best of three yeah, to be like, absolutely. oh, let's let's see yeah, who Shane really... cheats to get the first one, right? Then we get the second one, one and then and the third like one, the third it's one like Keith like... Lee blows them up and destroys them, yeah, right. which will probably happen. But yeah. yes, I, I do think it's going to be very interesting yeah. when they end up breaking up. But I thought it was a fun twist to the normal, Absolutely. just breakup storyline. I didn't think Swerve and Your Glory was going to be a team anymore. I think if you're going to keep them as a team, this could be an interesting way where every single match they have from now on yeah. until they like, break what up. What is it's happening? Like, it's yeah. like one of them's going to walk out on each other, but who's going to actually get this win? I right. think it's interesting to go through. For sure. Uh, next up, we had the Ring of Honor six man tag team match. We have Dalton Castle and the Boys defending against the Embassy. With Bishop Khan, Brian Cage, and Toa Leona. Um, a lot of sure. people, you may be like, I don't know who they are, but they're all big guys and super powerful. Yeah. And Don't Castle and the Boys were just kind of overpowered in this match. And uh, yeah. the Embassy wins. If we could have predicted this match last week, we would have went, so they're going to go get killed in 10 minutes. Sounds good. Yeah, literally, match goes 10 minutes, 2 seconds. There you go. Same. Uh, yeah. So. so. Goes to show you how much I know, considering the fact that I didn't watch the show, and I was like, "Yeah, this probably went ten minutes. They got dominated the whole match, and then they went, okay, cool. Yep. They need to get something to Brian Cage and the Embassy to kind of get them going, right? Brian Cage hasn't done a damn thing meaningful since he left Team Taz, so it's really trying to kind of reboot him. He just doesn't have any charisma. I think is the hardest part for him. Good mm-hmm. in ring guy, right? He's, he's athletic. He can do flips. He's a powerhouse dude, but man, there's just nothing about him yeah. when you like. To, if you're trying to talk me into the building, it's like. Uh, yeah, you want to, yeah, exactly. It's why Taz was his manager for as long as he was. No. All right, next up, I will say. So this first half of the show, as we're going through, you yep. might be like, "Eh, yeah. do I want to watch it?" The second half of the show kind of kicks up a little gear here. So 
we, we start off the second half of the show with the Ring of Honor pure title match. We had Wheeler Yuta, Daniel Garcia. Uh, Wheeler Yuta wins um, literally in the last, like, eight seconds of this match. Nice. So, pure rules matches, they are usually, I think, 15-minute time limits. Yeah. Um, Wheeler Yuta gets him in a submission at, like, the 1435 mark mm-hmm. and literally just wails him with elbows in this, like, he has, like, both la- yeah, well, arms right. locked and he's just wailing him with elbows yep. for... 17 seconds <laughs> and literally Daniel Garcia is just like yeah dead like yeah. he is a dead man uh wins his match by referee stoppage and Wheeler Yuta is the new Ring of Honor pure t- champion good deal yeah happy for them which you know a lot of rematches here so it's kind of like okay yeah. you know the second half of the show is rematch central but yeah. you know what are you gonna do they tried to deliver yeah all right here we go big match city here this don't is don't understand where... the placement of this match I I kind of do and I feel bad for the co-main because yeah. they died because of I'm it. I'm sure they did. But um, well, another match with no build, though, too. So, yeah, yeah, that's why they put it there. Yeah, it's but, like one of those things where it's like, hey, we're going to go heavy story, then no story, then heavy story again. It was yes. weird. Um, Ring of Honor tag team title, double co- dog collar match. Yep. Absolutely wild. So the premise of this match is one member from each team gets yep. dog collared to another member of the team, and yep. they just beat the crap out of each other for... Uh, 22 minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> um, match didn't go nearly as long as the other two. I think the second one went 45, and the yes. first one went like 30-something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, when you're doing a lot of these high spots and like some of the stuff, you're kind of like, okay, let's not. Let's get there. Let's get to it. Yes, and, you exactly. Know. Uh, FTR versus Briscoes. I, I think this, this would incline one of those um, uh, motifs that me and you have always had with yeah. these is – um, if we love both tag teams and they put on great matches, do it a hundred times. And I'm That's not That's really what Tony Khan's banking on. Yeah, that is what he's banking on because they, there's no other Ring of Honor tag teams right now. No, so it's like FTR and the Briscoes. Yeah, you could put like the OGK is like yeah. another one that we're probably gonna be doing something eventually. <laughs> yeah. Uh but they were on the pre show, so um but yeah, Briscoe's win. Um let's see, how did so they Jay Briscoe had it was actually really it, it kind of reminded me of the uh takeover toronto finish so jay briscoe has dax in like with the chain wrapped yeah. around and he's like choking him out yeah. and cash wheeler's trying to get into the ring yeah. but mark briscoe's outside like holding Hold him, him back right. so like when i tell you that they're like this like yeah. uh, like as a video well you guys can't see how close my hands right. are Pretty but close. they're probably like a good like two feet apart yeah. and he's reaching trying to like he's even like they have a whole bunch of chairs in the middle of the ring he's trying to like toss him a chair to like right. try to something. hit jay with it or something he's like trying to do anything to get over to his partner right. and then uh dex just passes out and the briscoes win uh this match if you like like hard hitting just blood everywhere yeah carnage kind of match <laughs> this is like your type of match through yeah. and through thoughts on on the on ftr now two title matches in a week right yeah. you lose clean to in, both. The, in the AEW world tag title match you lose here clean to the briscoes now the briscoes i don't think is as shocking just based on the fact that yeah i mean you beat him twice yeah i do think so always starting to see like the so, downfall and then they're gonna like put their career on the line or something to get a shot so to win it. yeah so what we were talking about is i think they had one or two scenarios to go mm-hmm. it was either they win the AEW titles and then the downfall happens, mm-hmm. or they do the downfall, and they're like one last ditch effort to win right. these AEW championships again is probably career on the line or right. something crazy, and they probably win them at like Revolution or something. Right. And I think they obviously probably decided to go with the latter. Looking at the Japan results, so we have everything up until the final of the World Tag League up right yes, now. Right. They have uh, Huruki Goto and Yoshihashi taking out Aussie Open. For okay, Aussie Open, I hope wins that. Yeah, honestly, Goto win. Ugh, yeah, okay, so but it. I'm assuming how it looks, Aussie Open's probably gonna win. Um, and if you do Aussie Open FTR, FTR at Wrestle Kingdom, I think that's a good Fantastic. chance for Aussie Open to win those titles, absolutely. Triple A, who knows whenever they're gonna have their next card. I don't know, whenever I don't, Tony says they can lose them, yeah, which will probably be soon their next when, show. Yeah, whenever assume. they're, I'm guessing, whenever they're Triple Mania, show. yeah, they probably have another January or February Triple Mania show, yeah, and then that's year, so. yeah, so um. I wouldn't be shocked if they lose their the uh, New Japan titles at Wrestle Kingdom, AAA titles somewhere in the next two yep. three months, and then it's like, all right, last ditch effort. We need to win these AEW titles because that's right. like the one thing we really haven't had is like a great reign as that. Yeah. 
put everything out there for that. So there's a lot of story going in with the FTR on on the FTR side on this one. Um, But Briscoes win the title. And it was funny because once they won the title, I was like, ah, they don't have TV. Yeah. That was the first thought. I was like, ah, they're they're doing like a streaming thing because – you can't put can't the put on TV. which is crazy at some point i'm sure that has to go away but you know yeah. when you make racist comments like that that's hard to yes do, so. yeah so co-main event time uh this match was well dead from the start yeah but also extra dead which is why he didn't come now i will say if you wanted to the tag match probably should have main evented the show i kind of thought it would have low-key but then i was like ah, it's jericho though but like uh, you have the jericho thing and yeah. with the results of the match yeah. it's hard to not want to main event that yeah so then if you're not going to main event that you have to put it either in the middle or yeah. like the one before the co-main and have a like kind of a dead match in the co-main yeah. and speaking, the women are just thankful they didn't get put on the spot yeah and i think the women had like a, a decent thing going yeah. into it i think right. this this match was literally put together on like friday yeah right like the yeah. day before juice the robinson oh okay cool yeah yeah so we had smojo juice robinson this match went 13 minutes um and smojo basically kind of just kills juice most of the match juice well it's hard because now he's doing this whole king of tv thing so it's like so he's definitely not dropping the television championship for ring of honor yeah okay yeah so it's gonna lead to the eventual wardlow smojo match down the line at one point it's just kind of like low-key by the way because you know we were talking about the six-man tag for a second there and i kind of pitched jay lethal and his group winning it right you know i low-key think that jay lethal and jeff jarrett are gonna be declaimed for the tag titles okay well we'll get they're gonna make you upset and i think it's gonna be hilarious we'll get to that at never. L- later time we'll because get to that hopefully they were, never. remember they they did a cut scene back they, to it yeah. and i was like oh yeah well the funny part was the oh i, sorry, I forgot to, so the yeah. funniest part of this briscoe's tag match we'll go yeah. back to that for a sec is the briscoe's win and then the gun club comes out and attacks ftr and the briscoe's kind of like break up the assault because yeah. like of the respect factor mm-hmm. between the four now right and i was like man one team is just not like the other yeah no, like, no, i was like well because they the, did the, on on dynamite they were like mocking ftr at the loss i went if you're going to sell me on the Gun Club versus FTR for the Ring of Honor tag titles, yeah. I'm not even watching this show. Yeah. Sorry. Hard pass. No, but I got, and it was cool that they announced for the yeah. Briscoes and everything. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. I was like, I was like, the Gun Club yeah. is like in this like so feud FTR's kind of. So feud with the Gun Club. They're like, so we're going to lose clean to the AEW tag champs, going to lose our Ring of Honor tag titles, and now we're going to feud with the Gun Club. Yep. Awesome. All right, we'll see how that. How much goes. time's left in our contract? <laughs> that Triple H, I'm guessing, could book us better than that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, but yeah, FGR so. comes back, surprise appearance, beats the Usos for the tag titles. Yeah. Everybody loses Everyone their minds. Himself. All right, let's keep going. Last match. Yeah, so we have Ring of Honor World Title match. We had uh, Jericho defending against Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, 17 minutes in, Claudio starts the spin. Spins for. A hundred years. Yeah. And when I say a hundred years, I think it went to like 35 permutations. And Jericho <laughs> taps out mid-spin. That's lose. the end of the finish? Yep. Oh, God. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he's like spinning. And like as I think it's at like 33, he like taps mid-spin. And Claudio wins. Okay. Sure. That's an anticlimactic finish. Kind of was. Well, right. the crowd was like going with it because he usually does like 10 or 12 of them. And they're like, 25. <laughs> and they're like looking around like is he, why is he still going and he starts tapping and everyone was like does that oh. count yeah yeah it was cool. it was a very like kind of awkward finish but claudio wins and it was like it was like a creative finish but also like weird because you've like never seen someone tap out to the to the spin the the wheelbarrow spin before so it's kind of weird. That's his new finish where it's like he's got him. He's been he's spinning just spinning for, him for twenty minutes. You know, so he's been yeah. spinning, he spinned him one hundred and sixteen times before, and that's gonna be like the new thing. It's like I lasted one hundred and twenty revolutions. <laughs> right? Well, I only lasted eighty seven revolutions. Good lord. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah so, so lots Claude, of new champions. Yeah, so cool. we, we have what is this? One, two, three, four, five title changes. Yeesh. Nice. At least something happened on this show. Right, and so let's hit quickly on uh, the last two, you know, wrestling topics. So Ring of Honor is getting a streaming. Is Honor Club is back, right? So yes. that's that's kind of been reintroduced. I think it's like ten bucks a month. Yeah, so it'd be nine ninety nine yep. or whatever uh, starting. So it's, they're gonna they're they're giving more stuff after the Wrestle Kingdom show in January yes. because apparently New Japan is going to be strongly involved. Okay. In some way or some form, right. don't know how. Don't know if it's gonna yeah. be like sending talent over for these shows or right. something. We no one knows, yeah. but so they're gonna be involved. Yeah, so that means a they're not getting regular traditional television, right? 
So it's going to kind of be like on that old NXT way, right? Where it's like you can watch NXT TV on the WWE Network, and then you'll be able to watch the pay-per-views through pay-per-view streaming and all that yes. good stuff. Um, and then hopefully that actually means that if you just have Honor Club, you just get the pay-per-views for free because I don't really want to pay 40 bucks every single time to watch a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Well, the, the pay- so that's confusing because like the pay-per-views are going to be on Bleacher Report still. Okay. But I don't know if they have like – a couple day after replay. Right. Like, I don't know if you're going to get, like, if you have Honor Club, you get, like, I don't know if it's, like, three day after you get gotcha. the replay of the pay-per-view. Yeah. So, I don't know if, if you wait a few works. days, you might just get it for free afterwards. Gotcha. I don't know how that all is going to work, but the pay-per-views are still going to be on Bleacher. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, that'll be interesting, right? I, I don't necessarily blame them. I don't. I, was, I think it was going to be really hard to find television, looking back, just because you don't really have a roster right now. It's like You've got, like, 12 guys right now that you can say could be Ring, Ring of, of Honor, Honor people. Guys. So. Yes. Um, going to be interesting for that. The other news and notes that we want to hit on quickly is Sasha Banks going to be attending Wrestle Kingdom this year. Um, thoughts on your girl potentially working some New Japan dates and everybody freaking out? I think it's going to be awesome. I think I think them introducing the New Japan women's title mm-hmm. for like the first time ever because yeah, they don't do right. women on New Japan normally. Yep. Um, having Kairi Sami in the first champion and then having the possibility of her beating whoever she's yep. I, I have to look, but she has a match at uh, Wrestle mm-hmm. Kingdom for the title, winning that match, and then Sasha Banks walking out and just looking at that title, be like, me and you for that. Yeah. Very good. Big news. And, then she... and I'm very interested <clears throat> on the Sasha style in, like, mm-hmm. Japan setting because we've only seen her in the WWE setting. Right. And she puts out bangers – but we know kind of the WWE is a little safer mm-hmm. normally. Like, I guess NXT yeah. was a little different. But, like, at least the main roster stuff, they usually run a little safer. Mm-hmm. Not like New Japan, they're like, balls to the wall. Do whatever right. you want kind of right. thing. Yeah. So I'm very interested how hard hit, how like how her style but with Kari saying they've worked together before, I think it's the perfect time. If, if that's what she's going to do in the intermediate here yeah. is that she'd be protected, right? Go in 100%, there, yeah. have a short reign. I honestly think at the end of the day she's just going to go back to WWE, but – um, I think she's trying to just be like, you know, I did this now too, blah, yeah. blah, blah. She blah. might do a like, quick stint there, maybe like quick stint in like stardom or something, and yeah. then go back to WWE, but um, she might want to try to run a little circuit in the indies before she goes back. Because right. she can make banger money going the indie route for right now because of her name value. So. Absolutely, for sure. All right, let's talk. Let's shift focus here a little bit. We got some football stuff. The first thing I want to talk about, we're going to wait to talk Michigan and TCU and Georgia and LSU and all that good stuff later on. But I do have a question about Jim Harbaugh, Mike, because there is some rumors, some rumblings, right, that teams are sniffing around Jim Harbaugh again, right, coming off back-to-back Big Ten championships, back-to-back ass-whippings of Ohio State, um, potential to be winning the national championship this year for Michigan. Um what are the odds, in your opinion, that Jim Harbaugh leaves? Because I don't, I don't see it. And he's already come out and said, "I'm going to be enthusiastically coaching the Michigan Wolverines <laughs> in 2023." But you know, coaches lie all the time. Yeah. Um, do you do you have any real concern that Jim's going to leave? Is there a, if is there something? Because when you look at the jobs that are going to be potentially available, Houston may be available, right? Um, Carolina could be potentially be available. Denver, maybe. I don't know. That's a disaster and a half. You know, maybe the Chargers, if they're feeling like they've underachieved under Brandon Staley. Um, that's just a couple that kind of just, like, speak out to me right mm-hmm. in this immediate second. Um, thoughts at all uh, on Harbaugh and the NFL? Do you think he's he's good? I, I can't imagine why right now he would leave. But at the same time, your stock, I guess, is never going to be higher either. So it's kind yeah. of that weird thing. Well, just give me your thoughts on Harbaugh and a potential NFL move, or if you think it's even possible. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like less than five percent chance he yeah. leaves. I don't think you could ever say like zero percent because mm-hmm. I don't think anything. Can, like even when we look at like Michigan going to be in the national in the Final Four, it's like higher than 99 percent chance but they yeah. always leave that like yeah, point right. whatever percent chance mm-hmm. um i do think there's like within a five percent chance that he does leave right. but i think that to to where he's brought michigan and now being like the team to beat in the big 10 at this point i think like you don't want to do all that work yeah just especially, and especially having the next at least year two yeah couple years mm-hmm. of like 
I'm probably still going to be the big dog. It's like, yeah. there's not like a, you're not like a one and done where it's like, okay, we went 12 and 0, had a great year, but next year all of our yeah. guys are leaving. And it's like a lot of your players that played well this year were freshmen and sophomores. Like Will Johnson's true freshman. Right all big 10 corner like right. like there's a lot of guys on your team like donovan edwards and jj coming back next year like yep. there's a lot of great players that you have coming back so i don't see him leaving at least next year maybe even the year after yeah. maybe maybe a couple years down the line he yeah. might leave but the foreseeable future i don't i don't see a way he leaves is there a job just kind of going quickly through your rolodex where like if one job were to open up and you're jim harbaugh and you go ooh. That is the one that, if that's the one that opens up and they give me full control, right? Because that's what he probably mm-hmm. want to, right? Is full autonomy, like he has at Michigan right now. Is there a job out there that you think is in like relative reach, like mm-hmm. you know, like Mike Tomlin's not getting fired from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. That type of thing. Um, a job that you think could maybe potentially be open in the offseason that would be enticing enough for him to leave. I know Colts fans are like he should come to the Colts because he played on the Colts, and he's like, why would I want to inherit this garbage team? Because they're going to probably fire their GM this year, too. So, gross. Um, thoughts on, on any particular team? Or you think you think right now there's not really an opportunity that is viable enough for him to be like, hey, I can just pick right up where I left off with the Niners and yeah. go win a Super Bowl? I think um, the only team that I think is good enough to be a viable contender that might lose their coach is the Chargers. Yeah. I yeah, think I it's too. as I'm going through kind of the comments as I'm going through as I'm going through the the teams in my head. Yeah. I'm like every team is either like if they lose their coach, it's because like you're like Carolina or Houston where you're just not good, mm-hmm. or you're good enough where you're not gonna lose your coach. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like like the Colts are in like the tweener team of like they're like okay and they have good talent and they're. I think it comes down to the Chargers are the only team right now where you look at and you go. Roster wise, you should be better than you are. Yeah, you have the quarterback already mm-hmm. on still in his rookie deal, technically, and you're like, okay, there's a potential for us to win now. Yeah, I think the only two teams I can even think of yeah. that you like either might lose their coach or be okay making a coaching change for Harbaugh is Arizona because mm-hmm. they might lose. Or they probably should lose Kingsbury, but yeah, he sucks. Who, who will? If they will, I don't know. Yeah. And the second one is uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, I, don't think, like, I think Michael Carthens done too good of a job this year to. Yeah, no, no, yeah. but I'm just saying, yeah. like, if like if Jerry Jones, if yeah. you're like, hey, Being Jerry Har- Jones, like <laughs> if you're like Harbaugh's on the market, like yeah. fire McCarthy, you get Harbaugh, like guarantee. Right. It's like the Sean Payton thing. It's like he would cut Mike McCarthy for Sean Payton like a heartbeat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, if you're yeah. like Sean Payton wants to coach here this year, yeah. so goodbye Mike McCarthy. Sorry. Like I think Harbaugh is kind of in that same where it's like. I don't know if he's going to be in that same exact boat necessarily. Right. Like, I don't know if he just cut ties for Jim Harbaugh by any means. But I do think, like, if Jim Harbaugh is like, I want to be the Dallas Cowboys head coach, mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance Jerry Jones yeah, goes, like, sorry, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, like, I'm not necessarily calling for that one. Right, right, but that's, right. like, the out, that's, like, the plus 1,000 at Vegas where it's, like, right. that's, like, the big brain play gotcha. if you're going to – Interesting. One. Yeah, I'm kind of with you for sure. But I just don't see him leaving. But there's right not now. really another job anywhere that I'm like, mm-hmm. a coach is going to get fired and or someone right. will leave, or it's not just a terrible coaching job. Because <laughs> Harbaugh's not going to go to like the Texans to go he's, rebuild something. He's, he's not, like, he wouldn't he's, go to the Colts. He wouldn't go to the Texans. He wouldn't go to Carolina. You know why? Because they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback, and he doesn't want to sit and develop any. Like no. he he wants to go to the Chargers. If, he, got, if uh, he left, he's going. I'm leaving, knowing I have full control. And I've already got the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. And like Herbert's there. You have Kyler Murray, who's there. If yep. you believe in Kyler Murray, but that's could be a whole other debate. Yeah. Uh, but people do believe in Kyler Murray. Uh, but those are like the two places where I'm like, you might lose your coach, and I think you have a quarterback and relatively good team in place. Yeah. Where like in one draft class, you could draft two, three, four guys and go, okay, here we go. Yep. Yep. For sure. So, Absolutely. Those are probably the two. Um. All right, let's shift focus just a little bit here. Let's talk some Detroit Lions. And the reason why we're talking the Lions, they know we're not talking about the game between Minnesota. I don't know the results of that because we record before games. So don't shoot me on this for talking about a team if they lose to Minnesota and everyone thinks the sky is falling, which it's not regardless. So calm it down. Um, Anyway, um, the report came out today, though, Sunday, the day we're recording this, that the Lions are keeping Jared Goff in 2023. Quote from Ian Rappaport, Goff is believed to be their starting quarterback, period. Not just until someone else comes along. Um, I have lots of thoughts on this, but I guess the first thing would be, um, 
I don't necessarily think it's a shock to anybody that Jared Goff is going to be here in some way, shape, or form in 2023, Mike. Do we kind of agree on that at this point where yeah, how the I, season's played out, I, how I, he's played? All, yeah, all I, I, can't, I can't say that he would not be here. Right. And then the other the other part of it, though, is the part I want to talk about is that, well, he's their starting quarterback, not waiting for someone else to come along. It is a very interesting time for this kind of news to kind of come out, right? I'm sure it's going to send Lions fans, fans into a frenzy. And before the game against Minnesota, people are like, yeah, he should be. He's playing really, really well. And then if they lose today and he throws four picks, you're going to go, I can't believe they're going to keep him for next year. It's just how fickle fans are. But on the whole, I think objectively you can say, Jared Goff has played well this year. I would say, you know, you know, I, I, there's a lot of other quarterbacks that I would take Jared Goff over this season. Um, but the 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 quote of not waiting for someone else to come along, mm-hmm. I just don't think that that's necessarily accurate. I think that them making this comment now is like, hey, yeah, he's going to be here in 2023. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not part of their draft room or anything like that or what their plans are, but I find it very hard to believe that they're just closing the door on taking a quarterback in the next two seasons. Mm-hmm. I just find it so improbable that they think that there's like, no, there's no way. There's no quarterback out there that could help us more than that. I mean, shit, the Niners went to a Super Bowl and still traded up to the number three pick to get a guy. So how are you feeling on that on golf being here both in 2023 and potentially longer, right? They've got two more years really to figure it out. If we're being honest golf, I mean, Campbell and Holmes have six year deals, right? Mm-hmm. And golf's got at least technically two more years on his contract after this season. So they have time, yeah. all things, as long as they're not losing every game mm-hmm. to figure it out. The him coming back in 2023, not all that shocking. This part, though, of like, well, no, they're it, it, they're they're setting the frame as well. They're not even looking at quarterback. I don't necessarily know if that's an indictment on golf or just how they necessarily feel about this quarterback class. Give mm-hmm. me kind of your thoughts on the future of the quarterback position for them. Maybe not up the upcoming season. Yeah, I I think the Lions are in a in a spot where I think they can they think that they can get to a spot where like the Forty ers are, mm-hmm. where it's basically plug and play anybody because our yep. team's going to be good enough no matter who's at quarterback right in an ideal situation that really is that is an a, ideal situation. that is the ideal situation is being what the 49ers yeah. are now i i bring up the 49ers because i think the 49ers are the only team yep. that are good enough to do that i don't think there's another at least good team out there mm-hmm. that if they lost their quarterback right now would be like oh wow well, i can still pick them to win their division or i can yeah. still pick them to mm-hmm. you know win anything really. i maybe would throw baltimore in there because lamar's been out a lot and they they seem to always remain competitive see the problem is like last year yeah. they were eight and three lamar yeah. lost they missed the playoffs yeah i know i know but like, I'm just, like yeah. that's what yeah. i mean yeah. it's like yeah. i guess lamar if you have like the right type of quarterback maybe yeah. right but also they like lost out last year right. when they didn't have him yeah. so i'd but like brock purdy's in here and all of a sudden they they just kill people mm-hmm. still with Brock right. Purdy in there, right. and Brock Purdy's Mister Irrelevant of 2022. We're so. gonna find out this week. Yeah, we'll find thing. out. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the best strategy. I think you still need to find your quarterback, and I still don't think golf is the guy. Yeah. I'm not gonna take out the first eight, nine games of the season just because he had a really good last four games of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, there are well, some I mean, games where I go, stop throwing inter- bad interceptions, yeah. stop throwing the ball right to Tyreek Ridley to return the ball. To lose yeah. the Seattle game, right? You know, like, right. like stop throwing the pick in Minnesota to lose, or stop so, fumbling against the Patriots. Like, there's a lot of plays where you go, you know, like, just don't do that. Yeah, like, you're so, the reason, right? So, I mean, just make the com- throw to DJ Chark, right? Two weeks ago, by comparison, right? Looking at his career, right? He's already has the same amount of touchdown passes as he did all of last year. Now we can agree the first half of the year was he awful, was awful. Yes, um, for him last year in twenty twenty one. But he's got three thousand passing yards, nineteen touchdowns, seven picks, a quarterback rating of ninety five point seven. That is the third highest of his career. Mm-hmm. Only the two years in L A where he threw for thirty eight hundred yards, twenty eight touchdowns, seven picks, and then twenty eighteen where he threw for forty six hundred yards. 32 touchdowns and 12 interceptions where he had a quarterback rating of 101.1. So, overall, he's playing well, right? Yeah, he's, play, he's, for, he's playing playing good. Um, I, I here, Here's the thing. I'm very conflicted because I, I'm with you, right, in the sense of it is hard to get the other 22 spots right mm-hmm. or the other 21, 21. spots 
and assuming that, okay, we can just kind of fill in the quarterback spot, right? Yeah. On the same note, though, it is hard for me to be like, maybe that's not the way they should go because we just went through 12 years of them having the quarterback mm-hmm. and being completely incompetent outside of one season mm-hmm. to put a half-decent roster around that quarterback to allow them to be successful against good teams. Yeah, You know what I mean? I just think... Like the lines are gonna put, yeah. and they don't know because they don't. They've never. They don't go to the playoffs yeah. often enough. Like the 49ers' biggest problem when they get to the playoffs is Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, it's a thousand percent right. You and and when the lines right. are yes. good enough to be making playoffs consistently, consistently, yes. Yes. which may be in the next couple years or so, whatever it may be, right? Maybe like, this year. <laughs> maybe this year. Uh, when they get into playoff games and they're going up against. Yeah. Um, I, well, the NFC is such a terrible well, example It doesn't, of doesn't this. matter, though. But, like, a top-tier NFC like, team where like, you need your quarterback to make a throw. You're playing the Eagles yes. in, the, in the divisional round, and you go— In Philly. In Philly, and you go, yeah. okay, I have Jared Goff, you have Jalen Hurts. Right. And it's not even that. It's, hey, it's, 20, it's 21-17. Mm-hmm. You've got a minute 30. Go win the game. Yeah. And I think— I think No timeouts. Go win the game. An interesting thing was people— um, there, there was like an idea brought up like yep. this past week where it was like how many quarterbacks if your defense was on the field and they were like in the red zone like defending right. the red zone right. with two minutes left what quarterbacks would you be like you know what i'd rather them score so that quarterback gets on the field yeah and there's like four quarterbacks that you yep. can think of that it's like you know what? Maybe we'd let them score and let my court. I'll take my chances yeah. on Let's, being down yeah. three or give four. Me, yeah, give me Stafford when he's healthy. Not yeah, this Stafford. Year, Stafford, uh, Mahomes, Burrow, maybe Herbert. I, I, I can't tell because and his, sometimes his fucking Josh play Allen. calling is. And Josh Allen. Yes. And I, I would even maybe throw Lamar in there, all things considered. But yeah. like, there's like a handful, there's a handful of guys. You're 100% where, right. like, it's yes. like, if, if your defense, it's like, Third and goal mm-hmm. with like a minute twenty left. You're yeah, like, like, maybe we maybe just, just let him score. Yeah, just let him score and I'll, don't call any timeouts. Yeah, just get whatever we well, have. Yeah, yeah, I'll just like let Mahomes deal with that time. Yeah, and right. I, that's I'm not like because that's such a small sample size. But like that's the type of situation. I'm like, I wish we would have a quarterback. I think to the get Buffalo in that game especially was a microcosm of the difference between tier one and tier two, mm-hmm. in the sense of. Golf underthrows or miss miss whatever the whatever you want to spin it as right. Yeah. I know people want to say Dan Campbell threw the game. I don't believe in that theory because he's wide ass open if he hits. Yeah, he just misses drive. the throw. Right. Yes. And then you see immediately after that, the very next drive, first play of the drive for Buffalo, Allen steps up, finds Diggs for a thirty-five yard strike in triple coverage and throws it only where Diggs can get it. And you go, that's the difference. Yeah. That is the difference between. Josh Allen and a handful of other guys in those moments compared to the other 25-ish quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's the difference that would like win or lose you some of these playoff games is I like if you play the Bucks in the playoffs and right. they have Brady. Brady. Yeah, like, Brady's oh, a perfect sh- example where it's like it's like if you're the Lions and you're third and goal and there's a minute 20 left you go are we, like is it too much time to score here? Because right. you give the Brady ball back with a minute left with two timeouts. Well, you almost lose. Like shoot, it was everything. The Chicago game because Justin Fields played well, right? You give the ball to back Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, dude, we've seen this freaking game yeah. a million like, times. There's a lot of situations yeah. where you go, you have the worst quarterback. So it's like now the game changes. Yeah. And I just want to go in. I, the reason why I want the golf change is because I want a quarterback that at least maybe is up at that higher echelon. But give me – the Dak Prescott range, where at least I go, you know what? At least my quarterback's competent enough, yeah. where I feel confident that he can make a drive. Let me, if he let me needs ask to. you this: Let me let me phrase, let me put this in like the best outcome possible. Lions win out. Sure. Okay. Long, tall task. Clearly, right? I'm not. I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. And mm-hmm. all. And my the best day ever would be they do that. But anyway, they went out. Golf plays well. Not phenomenal, where you're like, "Holy shit!" He's thrown 58. T- he doesn't. He doesn't go on that Russell Wilson 20 touchdowns in like seven games thing yeah. that he had for that one second. But like, plays well, throws 34 touchdown passes this year. Mm-hmm. Let's say 11 picks, 12 picks even. He ties yeah. his career high in, in interceptions. 12 picks. They make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Does that do anything for you? 
They're playing the exact same way. Defense is 19th roughly in the league, mm-hmm. right? All things considered. Now they're playing really well right now, but like say they're at the end of the year, they're like 18, 19 to all defensive rankings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everything else kind of stays the same. They're still averaging 30 points a game. Cause that's the norm for the Lions offense. Cause Ben Johnson's the freak of nature that he is, mm-hmm. but, and they make the playoffs. Does that do anything for you on your, on your ability to go, man, maybe I've got enough trust in Dan Campbell, this coaching staff and Brad Holmes and his evaluating of talent to go. Maybe they can, maybe they can be a viable enough team where they can win with golf and they don't need to force the quarterback pick. No, I I think the thing that I would need to see is them be the seven seed and And not not win the playoff game, but don't get embarrassed. But yeah, don't look, don't do Seattle lions, 2017. Oh God. What a disaster. Because like you make the playoffs as like the sixth seed and you're like, okay, you're you're in the playoffs and you're good. Like you won the last seven games in a row, whatever the lions would have this year, whatever it is. And it's like, all right, you're in like, let's see what happens. And then you go play, the 49ers probably or probably Minnesota might be a team or whatever. That would be the best case scenario. That would, probably, that would be the best case scenario. <laughs> but like, if like the Eagles drop a couple yeah. in the end or something right. and you play the Eagles and they beat you like 34 to 10 and you go, so, so how just, close are we? Yeah. yeah it's right. like, it's like, yeah. are we really like that close? Or are we still, cause that's kind of what the Eagles felt like last yes. year yes. was the Eagles like snuck in as a seven seed. And then they, they got hot Tampa and Tampa just killed, destroyed them. them and it was like, are we really like that far away? Now the next year they prove maybe we're not as far away, but I think yeah. people still have the question on the Eagles of like, oh yeah, if if they play, you know, the 49ers yeah. in the playoffs, mm-hmm. are they just going to be able to go down and beat them? Right. Even with Brock Purdy at quarterback, probably. But yeah. like, I'm I'm very fascinated. I don't think they're taking quarterback off the table. I think they're just trying to show, hey, listen, he's playing well right now. Let's give him our full support, right? Yes. You never know what happens in the draft, right? There's sometimes things happen where yeah. you just don't know. And I and I think what they're saying more than anything is that, hey, we're not going to reach and force ourselves to be in a position where we have to take one, right? Yeah. There is a high probability that they're picking like fourth in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. And, Stroud, keeps and Stroud is there. Let's just yeah. say they pick in fourth with that Rams pick yeah. and CJ Stroud is there. I'm going to tell Lions fans right now, under no circumstance are they taking CJ Stroud. Just I'm just telling you right now, if you mean to tell me that Will Anderson or Jalen Carter is there at four mm-hmm. and C.J. Stroud is there at four, guess who they're not taking? <laughs> they're not taking C.J. Stroud. I'm sorry. They're just not, right? Like, that's just the reality of the situation is that they're not going to do it. I think it right now, I know some people really like the scoreboard class. Other people are not all that sold. I don't think that they see right now from what this is telling me is that we're not going to reach for a guy who may just give us the same output as golf. Mm-hmm. Now, a guy like Anthony Richardson is interesting because the athletic physical tools are so eye-poppingly off the charts, and he's going to kill it at the combine. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a first-round pick. Now, if the Lions squeak into the playoffs and pick 19 and he's still there, maybe you're like, oh, shit, maybe we can kind of stash him for a year and mm-hmm. go from there. Maybe, but – Interesting. Last question here before we wrap it up here quickly here. All things considered, okay, mm-hmm. let's assume Lions at bare minimum get six, seven wins on the year, okay? I think we would all consider that a pretty big success, all things, right, going into the season, yeah. right? Double your win total, year two. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of your rookie class making impactful contributions to the team. Are you confident going into year three? In this regime, we got six games left. Now it's easy, and I'm asking this question now because they are five and seven, mm-hmm. and they are playing good football. They play bad football, clearly, mm-hmm. and I don't want this question to be framed differently if they somehow pull it off, yeah, and they do something crazy and back their way into the playoffs somehow. They beat Minnesota today, and then you're like, holy shit, they did it. Right, because that's that's an unfair. Because now you're like, well, you're coming off this high. You've won eight straight. Uh-huh. You're you're on cloud nine. Of course, they're in great shape. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But let's just say they hit expectations of where we thought they would be going into the year. Seven and ten, eight and nine. Are you confident in the position and where they put themselves at to really have that explosion mm-hmm. going into year three, where playoffs are? basically the next step right okay eight and nine that's fine now i need 10 wins going into year three 
Uh, I would say cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Like I say with every answer with the Lions, because yeah. I would like to say, right. Um, I am. I am still on the boat of. I will be like optimistic mm-hmm. and say like next year, like if they keep on a good trajectory. Yep. If they say hit the eight nine win total, then I'm like okay. The next year, your hope is. 10 11 wins yep. and a playoff berth. Yep. And at that point you're in the race and you can go win a playoff game or what have you, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Then at that but point then, you've got yourself in the in the game. Yeah, you're in yeah. the game at that point. Yep. But until you see that, right. It's hard. I can't happen. say oh yeah, then that's going to happen, right. right? So I it's one of those like I'm just going to wait until I see it. It's definitely what you were doing as I was on the more yeah. higher ground on the Michigan-Ohio Michigan, State stuff, yep. where it's like, yep. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to beat Ohio State. You're yep. cautiously optimistic where it's like, they might be able to beat Ohio State in Ohio State. I just don't believe it until I see it. Right. Then once you see it, you're like, now, okay, now it's there. Now right. it's there. And maybe it. next year, the year after, it's like, I can have more confidence picking Michigan. Yeah. Until I see them make the playoffs mm-hmm. and look competitive, they don't even have to win that first playoff game. Yeah. If you next year, blown out, if next yeah. year they play the Trey Lance 49ers in the first round and you lose the game 27 21 because Trey Lance just outplays you a little bit at the yeah. end, I'd be cautiously optimistic that they can go into the next year adding more pieces and win. Yeah. But until I see them be competitive in playoff settings, yeah. I can't be like, oh, next year is just the year of eight. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not there yet. Yeah. So I'd say cautiously optimistic. I, I think the way that they're going is probably the second most proactive that of any Detroit sports team outside of the Red Wings are going right now. Yeah. But uh, I'm still not like at that point where I'm like, yeah, I'm, they're definitely going to win 12 games. They're definitely no, like, I'm yeah. not like on anything. Of, like, I, am high of ground. The, I am of the opinion of two things. Number one, I think they've, I think they've done, I think they found the right mixture of like, I think they, I think they have shown this season. I think is a is a microcosm of that in a lot of ways because it's easy to lose your first twelve mm-hmm. and then win a couple at the end, right when they don't matter. Yeah, it's easy. This year was one in six, and they could have packed it in. They trade T.J. Hawkinson away. Everyone's like, "Well, all right, well we're tanking. We're going to get number one pick. We're going for Will Anderson, right?" That was yeah. the thought. And now they've rattled four out of five, and now you go, okay. What does that mean? It, it signals to me two things. Number one, it signals to me that this team, I don't think, outside of like the mathematical side of it, is ever going to be out of it going forward. Mm-hmm. I think they're always going to be, quote unquote, in the graphic, right? That's the thing yeah. 97.1 likes to do a lot is they're in the graphic. They're somewhere in play. I think the Dan, when you go back and you look at what Dan Campbell said early on in, in his tenure here, even his introductory press conference, he's like, we're never going away. Yeah. We're never going away. And the second thing that I feel like I've known is that they are developing talent. Mm-hmm. And that to me, for me, feels different than in years past because yes. I feel like we have not had big time plays from the guys that you're drafting to make those plays. Now, like I'm not saying that Josh, like that Josh Pascal or Aiden Hutchins shouldn't be making these plays. They should be. They're high picks for a reason. Yes. But they're doing it in a time where it is crucial for them to make it. Beating the Giants at, on the road was ginormous. Yeah. I, I think I have one yep. semi-minor concern, and I, I don't think you'll have the same concern at all. Yeah. But it's in the back of my mind concern yep. is they hit that one in six point, and I think they had, like, the security of having that Rams pick be so high mm-hmm. that they can. that's why they felt that they could continue. I think most years yeah. teams look at themselves when they hit, like, one in six, one in seven, and you're like – Let's well, just let's just pack it in. We'll just like you know mm-hmm. try some things out, but like we'll probably lose most of these games. Should yeah. I get that top five pick? Looking at how the Rams pick was, I feel like they went into like the Chicago game, Green Bay Good game, day. and Giants game, and they went full force to do anything they could to win those games. Oh yeah. And I think the other teams looked at the Lions because and the Packers one is like the prime example of it because everyone in the media was like, oh, this is the Packers get right game right. because the Lions are so bad and it's like right. they're going to be trying to lose and the Packers are going to start right. trying to win more and whatever yeah. is like I just hope that like we start next year when everything's reset to 0-0. Zero, zero, you can't and... start 1-6 and six next year. No, no, and I yeah. agree with that, yeah. but I hope that it's not like, like – 
teams are not overlooking what the Lions are doing right now because their record was so bad, and the Lions are winning because they're taking advantage of that. I think here's the thing. I think like you know how this, like last yeah. year Arizona that was a notion, perfect example. Yeah. I think right? that notion I think can be dispelled in these next six games. And a hundred percent, I yeah. do think they can be. Yeah. I think if they go out and because their favorite against they Minnesota, play Minnesota like today. Minnesota, this game is ginormous minnesota all week has been looking at that FanDuel spread and going we're my they're in minus three and a half at one point like they should be able to play over and meanwhile, a field goal. And meanwhile minnesota's over here like we're having a hat and t-shirt game this week because we're guaranteeing a win so it's exactly. like you've got both so sides exactly like, so like now everyone's looking at the lines it's like okay they, like everyone's talking about the lines maybe making that playoff push so now everyone's like okay now we got to really focus in on them so i'm very interested in how these next week go i was just like i guess yeah. my one no, concern yeah. is like those four games yep. Like the between the Bears and the Bills game, where like teams aren't really looking at the Lions as like a tough team, and then they just come out because this is like the Lions like must win game, and they're winning all these. And I think the Bills flipped it in like the fourth quarter. We're like, God dang, we can't lose this game. Yeah, right. And they kind of flipped it on. They're like, Josh out, please save us. Yeah. And he saved them. Yep. And the other three quarterbacks couldn't save them. Um, I but I, I I do think yeah. if they win out and they just play well, it dispels this entire theory. Yeah. I think they're just a good team then. But I'm just worried that, like, up until this point, it's like team people aren't taking the Lions seriously. I just want it's to make... a small thing I yeah. have. Oh, no, for sure. I, I, I don't disagree with you either. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the last thing I want to say on this is you guys are all going to hear this episode after the Lions-Minnesota game. Barring a complete and utter blowout by Minnesota killing Detroit today, can we not overreact and, like, try to run Dan Campbell and this whole regime out of town, please? Like... Can we just – we don't need to be that volatile as a fan base. I've never seen a fan base like ours right now be so upset with a bad roster not winning. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like when like, – it was so funny, like, last year where it's like, oh, God, blah, blah, and now it's this year. It's like, we're one and six. We should have be we, – we, well, it's like, you just got to let it play out a little bit, okay? So I know everyone is drinking a lot of Kool-Aid and thinking they're going to go 10 and seven. And I, I listen, I want to be part of that group and I want to be watching that playoff game with you all. But if they don't make it happen and they win seven games this year, I don't want people to freak out. Okay. Last PSA for me today. All right. That's going to be it for this week's show guys. On behalf of the missing whale man, he's the Merkel, Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth, Michigan, Robin Dyka. We will see you guys as always next time.